Why don't you stand for a moment while I read just three verses of Scripture? Just three verses of Scripture today in your hearing. From the book of Leviticus, chapter number 19. Uh, my wife mentioned that if she would have been speaking today, he would have been out very early. So I don't want to, I don't want to mess up that theme and flow. So I don't want to, I don't want to over preach here on Mother's Day. I'm sure some of you have some plans following this service. I would like to say, if this is your first time to be at TPC, we thank you for being with us today, and you're welcome to this church, each and every church service. Amen. As a matter of fact, following this service, as you exit to the right, I'm going to be right over there. I'd like to shake your hand and meet with you just following this service. If you exit out of the sanctuary into the lobby and to the right, someone will be guiding you there. We just want to say hello and welcome you here. If you're here today and you've never been baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ for the remission of all your sins, Mother's Day is a great day for baptisms. Amen. Amen. Brother Patrick and Brother Wes will be prepared right over here to my left and your right following this service to baptize you in the wonderful name of Jesus for the remission of all your sins and you can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is a great day for that to happen. Amen. We give honor to the mighty hand of the Lord, the sweet presence of God, and we want God to do everything in your life that you want him to do because I know he wants to do a lot. He's just waiting on us. He's just waiting on me. He's waiting on you. Allow me for the next few moments just to share scripture and talk to all of us today, especially our mothers, from Leviticus chapter number 19, I'll read verse number 1, 2, and 3. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, and say unto them, Ye shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Ye shall fear every man his mother and his father. And keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord, your God. Every man shall fear his mother and father. And I want to preach just for the next few moments. Honor your mother. And somebody said in Jesus' name. <clears throat> you may be seated. God bless you. Thank you so kindly for standing today. Honor your mother. It must have been very important for the Lord, the Lord, to speak to Moses and said, go tell everybody in the congregation that this is coming from the holy God and I want you to be holy. I want you to be clean and pure. I want you to do what's right. And to do what's right, I need to give you some instructions. And that is for you to fear every man or respect from every man, every person, respect your mother and your father. That's a pretty strong, to the point, clear, don't have to have a lot of uh, Hebrew and Greek and education to understand God said for me to tell you, honor your mother. 
That's just how clear it was. So today we give honor to mothers. Whether whatever's happening in our world, whatever's happening in your family, whatever's happening in your life, we take a time out on a Sunday to give honor to mothers. One poem said it like this. It's called Sunshine. My mother, my friend so dear, throughout my life you're always near. A tender smile to guide my way. You're the sunshine to light my day. I talked to my mother this morning, and she no doubt is special in my life and sunshine to encourage me each day. Amen. Mother's Day is by definition, according to uh, individuals that express when this started, is it's a day to celebrate and honoring the mother of the family or individual. The definition from Webster's Dictionary of mother simply is a female parent, a woman in authority. Amen. I agree with that one. Yes. Yes. Motherhood is the act of loving and caring for those in their care. Mother nature is the actions in the earth and heavens by God's direction. So we hear a lot about mother, motherhood, Mother's Day, Mother Nature. It's all connected to God Amen. and His divine purpose and creation. Yeah. It's what He placed into each mother, female, the wisdom and the knowledge. At that point of conception, delivery, loving and raising and teaching and training, it is that beautiful wisdom and knowledge in every way. It is the knowledge when to be soft and gentle. It is the knowledge when to be firm and directive. That's what God has put inside of each mother in this room today. Is that special understanding of what to do. And I want to encourage you mothers to continue to do that. We have some mothers to be here today. We have some new mothers here today. We have mothers of little children here today. We have mothers of teenagers here today. We have mothers of those who are graduating this year. We have mothers of those who are uh, now grandmothers. We have those who have loved and given and shared and been there because God has called you into motherhood. God has called you in to love and to care and to lead and direct, not only by words and acts, but also by actions and example. God has called you to lead. Second Chronicles chapter number 29 tells about what happened in this 29th chapter. The Bible says that in chapter number 28 that there is a king Ahab who did that which was evil in the sight of God. He allowed the temple of God to become corrupt. He abandoned the temple of God. And so much that decay began to happen. The Levites and the priests were expelled from the temple. There were no caretakers of the house of God. There were no one there to offer sacrifices. There was no one there to do God's will in the house of God. 
insomuch that the doors of the temple began to fall off. Contamination in the temple began to happen just by neglect. That was Ahab's reign. But then the Bible says that Ahab died. And Hezekiah began to reign when he was five and 20 years old. This is the son of Ahab. And he reigned nine and 20 years in Jerusalem. It says this in 2 Chronicles 29, verse number one. And then it says his mother's name was Abijah, the daughter of Zechariah. Verse two says, right after it declared his mother's name, it said this, and he, meaning Hezekiah, the new king, did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that David his father had done. So here is a new king, Hezekiah, but the scripture identifies Hezekiah is not alone. The wife of Ahab, the mother of Hezekiah is Abijah. Abijah is with him. The mother is with the new king. And all of a sudden, Hezekiah begins to say, hey, let's call in the priest and the Levites. Let's call in the cleaners and the workers in the temple. Somebody get those who are crafted and let's put the doors back on the temple and let's clean up the house of God. And let's, let's get everything back in order and let's get the priest and the Levites in the right places. Let's offer some sacrifices unto God and let's, let's give him glory and thanksgiving. And he did all that was right in the sight of God. Somehow he said, let's go back and study David and what he did. He was a godly man. He served God. When he sinned, he came back to God. Let's get his directions back in the house of God. You know who was looking over his shoulder telling him that? It was his mother. Whenever he might have thought about doing something different, Abijah was saying, son, let me tell you, why don't you look up what King David did? She just kind of strolled through the palace every now and then and said, hey, hon, I think we need to have a time of sacrifice and offerings unto the Lord. And all of a sudden, Hezekiah was saying, hey, we're gonna have, let's have some sacrifices and offerings unto the Lord. We need to clean up some things over here in this corner. Where did he get that voice from? He got that voice from Abijah, his mama, who was in the background saying, we haven't cleaned up this part yet. We haven't worked over here yet. We gotta get these things right in the house of God insomuch that Hezekiah served God in his kingship and he did it and worked and walked with God all of his years. Because his mama... His mama is mentioned in the same verse of his kingship. Second Chronicles chapter number 25, verse number one and verse number two. And Amahaz was 25 years old when he began to reign and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jehoadan of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord but not with a perfect heart. So now we find another king, another king who's mentioned. And in the same verse that the information in history is brought, Amaziah was 25 years old and began to reign and reign 29 years in Jerusalem. 
but he had a mother. Jehoiada of Jerusalem was his mother. And he did that which was right in the sight of God. There's a continued part of this verse says, but not with a perfect heart. He struggled a little bit. He had some exits that he took. But he had a mama that was saying, hold on a minute. You got to get your heart right. That ain't what God said to do. And there's something about having, you know, counselors and informants and those people who are giving you direction in your life. But whenever all of a sudden there's the voice of a godly mother, it supersedes all of those counselors and individuals with degrees and understanding. There's something about the voice of mama because it's not just education. It's not just information. There's something in her heart. An intuition that says, hold on just a minute, son. If you're going to lead this kingdom in the ways of God, I need to talk to you about something. And so he did that which was right in the sight of God, but he had to have his mama to keep his heart right. Now I know your kids are perfect. I know there's no error in their ways. There's just a few of us who have kids that need correction. But the fact is, all of our kids, all of our children need some direction in their life. They have a love for God and they have a love for you, but sometimes their paths are introduced with options that are not right. Directions and paths that are not right. And somewhere in the middle of all of this, there has to not be just a mother who just becomes silent. But there has to be a mother that says, I know your mind knows what to do is right, but something in your heart is not perfect, so I'm gonna speak to you from my heart to your imperfect heart, from a loving heart to a wrong-directed heart, and I'm gonna share with you the right way because I want God's will to be done in your life. Not your will or my will, but I want God's will to be done. Oh, I feel like I'm talking to some mothers here today to say thank you for all that you do and all that you have done. Thank you for all the time and the energy and the effort, but continue to make sure no matter if they're just cradled in your arms or if you've got to reach up high to touch their head, make sure that you're keeping in mind, I love them from my heart and I will continue to pray over them and cover them and direct them because I know they love God. They just got to get some right things in their hearts it'll keep them back on the right path let me encourage a mother here today that if your son or your daughter let me encourage a grandmother here today if your grandchild your grandchildren are not serving the Lord in the fullness of love let me just tell you don't give up your voice is important to them Your words are important to them. Your prayers are important to them. You may think they're not hearing a word I say. They're not watching my life. You just keep coming to the house of God. You just keep praying. You just keep believing because the voice of mama is gonna get them back on the right path. It may take a little time. It may take a little effort. It may take some energy, 
but God hears your prayers. My word, his word says this, his ear is not deaf and his arm is not short. He hears your prayer, mama. And when you're sleeping, God's reaching. When you're silent, God's speaking. And he's saying, I hear what you're saying. Oh, I feel a little preaching in this place here today. I, I thought I'd talk here just for a few moments, but I need to tell some mama in this place that God still got it in control. And he's answering your prayer. Your prayer are going higher than the ceiling and higher than the clouds. But the heavens are hearing your prayers. And God in his due time will pour out his miraculous in your family. Oh, don't be weary, Galatians says. Don't be weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Come on, mama, keep praying. <laughs> Come on, mama, there's something about just keep showing up in the house of God. And they're gonna say on Sunday, I know where mama is. On Wednesday, they're gonna say, I know where mama is. When they're in the midst of their struggle and heartache and trial and they're having to make heavy decisions, they're going to reach back and say, I know what mama would do. I want to challenge you, mama, if you're not following that path, let today be a new day on your calendar. Let it be said, today I will make my determination to follow Jesus. And by me following Jesus, I will lead my house. I will lead my family. Second Kings, the third one, chapter number 12. You may be seated. Second Kings, chapter number 12 and verse number one. In the seventh year of Jehu, Jehoash began to reign. Forty years he reigned in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Zibiah of Beersheba. And Jehoash did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. All his days wherein Jehoiada the priest instructed him. Are you gathering information from these that I'm reading to you today? This king, Joash, is reigning, and he reigned 40 years, but his mother, Zippiah, was with him, and he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord all of his days, wherein Jehoiada the priest instructed him. When he started listening to the wrong people, he had a mama that said, you better go talk to the man of God. Well, I think this would be better for me to do and, and I think this would be better for us to do and we're living in different times now. Mama said, I'm gonna tell you what never changes. You better go talk to the preacher. You better go talk to the priest because he's going to go back to the word of God. And the word of God is always going to take precedent over modern opinion. We have a lot of forms and a lot of fashions and we have a lot of fads that come through denomination and religion. But if you go back to this good old book, if somebody would get up and preach the word of God, 
If you'll listen to the priest, he'll not take you on popular opinion, but he'll take you back to the Word of God and tell you what you got to do to continue to serve God all the days of your life. Can I preach to all of us here today the most important thing we will do in our life is follow God's plan of salvation. The most important thing we'll do in our life is to walk with God continually every day from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. The greatest thing you'll ever do in your life is put your hands in the hands of God and say order my step, direct my path, lead me, lead my family, lead my home, direct my life. You're in control, not me. That will be the greatest day of your life when you take your hands off of the steering wheel and you give it to God and you say, you drive my life. The greatest thing that can happen on this Mother's Day is for somebody to say, I surrender it all to him. Let him make the call. Let him direct my steps. Let him give me the job. Let him give me the right house to live in. Let him direct my mind and direct my words and direct my life. Let him bless my home and bless my family. Let him give me what I need when I need it. Let him take what he wants when he wants to. Somebody today can just make up in your mind. I went to the house of God and I heard the words of the priest preaching from the word of God and I decided on Mother's Day to Surrender everything to God. What peace comes. What peace comes when I don't have to make decisions. He makes them. What peace comes when I don't have to be in control of it. He is. Jehoash, whenever you have questions, Jehoash, whenever you have issues and you start drifting off, you're going to hear the voice of your mother say, what would the priest say? And that's what directs leadership back in the right path. I think the most dangerous thing that our society is doing is trying to stifle prayer and the word of God out of public places. Because if you take the word of God out of public places, if you limit and bind up and hinder the word of God being effective everywhere, then all of a sudden you will be guided by decisions coming from humanistic minds. And humanistic minds cannot really, you can't trust your heart. It's deceitful. Your mind is deceitful in all of its ways, leading you down paths to do things just because they're different. You don't need a different path. That's why the Word of God said He'd already made a way. He's already got a straight way. He's already got a straight path. He's already went before you and took out all the roadblocks and the obstacles. He's already took away all the things that would bring destruction. And he said, if you just follow me, I've got a path. I've got a way. When you take it off, then society veers off into something that 
seems to meet the protocol of the moment and the day and serve some sort of idea or concept that comes from some carnal humanistic thought process. If you just get back to this good old book, it was good enough for your mama, it was good enough for your grandmama, it was good enough for your great-grandmama and your great-great-grandmama. Somebody get a hold of this word and say, hold on a minute. When I'm struggling, I'm gonna go to the house of God. I wanna hear what the preached word has to say. Thank you for the singing. Thank you for the worship. Thank you for the encouragement. But somebody open that book and somebody gonna preach it to me where the Lord said, you need to remember, you need to honor, you need to respect your mother and your father because they're gonna preach to you and talk to you the ways that are gonna lead you to hope and life and direction and deliverance. Uh-huh. And as a result of it, Jehoash did that which was right in the sight of the Lord all the days of his life. And the disciples were invited and Jesus was invited and there was a host of people at a wedding and they ran out of wine. And that was very disheartening, embarrassing. You got some cake and no fruit punch. Go get them pictures. Mary said, we don't have any wine. Jesus said, my time has not come. What are you saying? It's not time yet. She looked around, she said, whatever he says, do. Just do it. And she said it loud enough in his presence that Jesus got a real strong clue about what mama said. There's some deity and some humanity all of a sudden that's saying, honor your mother and your father. And Jesus in his humanity recognized his words and deity. And he said, this is my time and this is my moment. And for the first time, Jesus performed the first miracle in his ministry on earth. Whenever he said, go get some vessels and put water in it and take it into the wedding setting. And when they got the vessels full of water, it was clear water when they put it in. But when they poured it out, it was beautiful wine. And those that partook of it said they saved the best for the last. I want to tell you, mama, if you just hang in there, God's going to give you the right words at the right time. And when everybody else has given up on stuff, you've got a voice of prayer. You've got a voice of covering. You've got a voice of anointing that is going to release the supernatural that's going to affect people all around you. One morning you're going to wake up and you're going to stomp your foot and you're going to say, this is the day. The Lord has spoken today. My son is not going to be lost. My daughter is not going to be lost. My grandchildren are not going to be lost. My family are going to be saved. There's going to be a healing in this family. There's going to be a healing in my body. There's going to be a healing in our relationships. There's going to... Well, I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying not to preach on Mother's Day, but I've just bailed off in And even his disciples looked around and said, my, my. What, 
What in the world has just happened? It all happened because his mother's voice spoke a word. I need to tell a mother in this room, don't you give up. Don't you quit praying. Don't you stop believing. I know you've been with them for 30 years, but you just hang on. Something powerful is about to happen. Don't you ever let the enemy whisper in your ear that your words mean nothing. You just keep speaking that word of faith every day, saying, I claim it in the name of Jesus. I speak it in the name of Jesus. I speak those things that are not as though they were in the name of Jesus. Just save a seat beside you because the day's coming when they're gonna walk down your aisle and they're gonna sit down beside you in that seat. And today's gonna be the day Let me finish with 1 Kings chapter number 3. 1 Kings chapter number 3 tells us, verse 23 tells us a setting of two mothers. Two mothers had a child each. In the night, a tired mother overlaid her child and her child died. When the sun rose, and the next morning, that mother had got up in her deception, seen that her child was dead and slipped in and switched babies. And as the sun arose, the mother awoke and found laying beside her a dead child. She panicked and she thought, oh no, a baby is dead. Only to take a moment to realize, wait a minute, this doesn't feel like my baby's hair. Right, right. This doesn't feel like my baby's fingers. Right. This doesn't feel like my baby's nose yeah. and ears. Let's shine a little light on this. Yeah. Come to find out, it's not my baby. Right. Cross rooms to the next lady. And when she saw that live baby, she knew that cry. She touched that baby's hair and knew that's my baby's hair and nose and eyes and ears. Yeah. Little facial expression. She said, this is my baby. Yeah. No, what are you, what's wrong with you, the mother said. This is my baby. No, I know my baby. Your baby's in here. Something happened in the night and you came and switched babies. It got all the way to Solomon, the king. Came before him. Two mothers, one dead baby. One living baby. Right. Wise man Solomon said, bring me a sword. Right. Brought him a sword. Yeah. Took that living child and placed it before him. Uh -huh. He said, the best thing I know to do is just divide this living baby in two. Yeah. And I'll give half to you and I'll give half to the other. Yeah. The mother who had already lost her baby to death says, that sounds like a great idea. That's, that's fair. But the mother in whom had given birth to that baby and it's still breathing and crying and writhing as the king holds the sword and somebody holds the child. She races forward to him and says, wait a minute. I don't want to be out of order in your court, king. 
But hold on just a minute. I got a voice in this. Please don't kill this baby. You can give this baby to her. Let her raise this baby. Just as long as it can live, don't kill this child. It's at that moment that the king hands his sword back to an officer. Picks up that living baby. Walks over and puts that living baby in that mother's arms who just cried out, save the baby. And said, your heart has spoken the truth. You are the rightful mother. Take your child. You know what saved that child? The heart of a mother. I need to, I need to just encourage some mothers here today. Mothers, love from the heart. Not from an altered state of mind. Not from jealousy and hatred. But from love. Love from the heart. Not from an altered state of mind. The greatest chance, mother, that God has to reach your children and your family is when they have the knowledge of God's word and they can feel the presence of God in their life. The greatest chance my children have in knowing God maybe two years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, is that they were brought into the presence of God by their mama. And the heart of heaven began to speak words that only God could do. That voice from the heart saved a child. Mama, don't let it be your opinion. Let it be God's voice speaking through you. Don't let it be out of rationale that comes judgment. Let it be the voice of God speaking. Don't let it go unsaid or don't let it be said if it wasn't the voice of the heart of God speaking through you. Today we honor you. I don't know, I'd like to talk to that boy years later. I'd like to find him. I'd like to sit down and talk to him and I'd like to know, do you really know what happened on that day? He said, oh yeah, I've heard, I've heard. I'm only here because of mama. I got this job, I got this family, I got this house, I got this chariot, I got this food, I got this stuff. I'm only living my life because of mama. And guess what? Mama has got a, she got a place in the house as well. <laughs> Mama's got a little place over here. And every time I kind of think I know more than she does, I just kind of hear her voice saying, hang on a minute. Did you pray about that? Is that what the Lord said? Why don't we stand together? I, I don't want to overpreach my message here. I'm not trying to keep you from your Mother's Day meal and fellowship. I see beautiful mothers in this room, and I also know that there's mothers 
that the Lord has promoted to glory even in the last couple of two or three years and some of you miss them so dearly and what I say to you about that is is mama's voice is never taken away you can always hear the voice of mama as she speaks today we honor we honor our mother because it's the voice that will save us I don't know if some of y'all know, but your mothers are prayer warriors. I don't know if you know this or not, but your mother prays desperately for you. I don't know if you know this or not, but your mother, when everybody else has given up, your mother, your grandmother, is speaking a word of healing and deliverance. As a matter of fact, every now and then as pastor, I have mothers that will come around and say to me, my daughter's sick, my son's sick, my grandchildren are struggling. Pastor, would you just say a prayer? And you know what? Two are better than one, the Bible says. And a three-four cord is not quickly broken, so we all just bind up together and we start praying. And that's the reason you're here today is because your mother has prayed. This is a unique moment. This is what I'd like to ask. I don't know how often you get to be with your mother, and it might mean somebody walking across the building or something of that nature and we have time for that but if your mother is in this building today i want you just to take her by the hand and come to the front we also have a second altar area is right behind these right in front of the risers if you could, if you're in the risers and you always want to step down or you're in this seating area just step down with your mother take your mother by the hand if you're a spouse you can come with your family that's right mother grandmother I want you to pray with your mama today. If you've got to step across the aisle somewhere, step over and find them. That's good. You've got a praying mother. You've got a mother who's a good example today. You've got a mother who's a good example today. And God is able to bless this home and this family. Come on, Grandma. Get up in the middle of this, wherever you are. Come on, Mama. Get in the middle of this. We're waiting on you. It's okay. It's okay. What a beautiful day to celebrate mothers. That's right. Now, I want you to pray for your mama. They're always praying for you, but I want you to pray for your mother. Come on, husbands, you can pray for your wife and children. Pray for your mothers, grandmothers. I want you to pray for them right now. Would you do it? Come on, reach over and pray for them right now. Lord Jesus, we're speaking today, God, your presence to reside in this place. You see every mother and grandmother, great-grandmother, who's in this place. We pray a blessing upon them because with them they pray in the night over their children, over their family. In secret places they gather and they pray silently and sometimes aloud that, Lord, you would bring hope and blessing. They make transitions, changes, and they pray, God, let my children be led and directed by these things. They go through heartache and struggle. I pray, God, you would bless our children today, bless our mothers today, bless our families today. We want to do what you want us to do. We want to be what you want us to be. 
Touch these mothers today, God. Minister to them today, God. Work in their heart today, God. Minister in their life today, God. We claim it and we believe it and we speak it to be so in the mighty name of Jesus Christ.